0: Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Those of you that have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to St. John's Gospel, chapter 10. and We're going to look at verse 1 through 5. the Gospel of St. John, chapter 10, verse 1 through 5, and I'm teaching from the subject how to know the voice of god how to know the voice of god so very important amen that you know god's voice for yourself and it's a very simple subject because what's going to make you a success in life is not your ability so much to speak but your ability to hear because god is always speaking and he knows about your children. He knows about your finances, the job situation. He knows how to maneuver us and guide us and navigate us through this pandemic. And it's very important in this day and time that we be able to hear and know the voice of God. Very practical message, but it's a lot of revelation in this teaching. So I'm very excited about it. And I know you that are home, praise God. You need to know the voice of God for your children, for your family, for your marriage, for your finances. Should I buy? Should I sell? How do we know? Because a lot of people are not, even Christians at all of this time, don't know the voice of God. Hallelujah. So we're going to bring simplicity to this subject. It's going to bring guidance into your life. It's going to bring direction. And uh, it's going to bring a confidence of knowing the voice of God for yourself. So here we go. St. John's Gospel, chapter 10. Let's look at verses 1 through 5. Jesus said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, He that entereth not in by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. He's talking about the devil here. For he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep, and he the porter, opened. To him the porter, opened, or, or the gatekeeper opened and sheep, watch this, hear his voice. He called his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. And when he put forth his own sheep, he goeth before them and sheep follow him for they know his voice. Notice sheep follow. Him. Real sheep, real people that are submitted to the shepherd, they follow. And notice the pastor leads. He says the reason they follow him is because they know his voice. And a stranger, and that's the enemy, he always wants to, you know, try to interject lies and interject. Cause all types of voices in the earth, if you ain't noticed that. I mean, they're coming through, you know, magazines, Twitter, Facebook, all types of voices. Some lies, some not lies, some have truths. And we're in a day and time, you need to know the voice of God. And notice he said, a stranger, they will not follow him, but will flee from him For they know not the voice of a stranger. But look at verse 4. He says, my sheep follow him, he said, because they know his voice. One way that you can develop uh, confidence in how to know the voice of God is begin to confess that. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. I've learned to just make that a confession in my life. Hallelujah, I hear the voice of God, I know the voice of God, and the voice of a stranger I do not follow. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If any other voice come to me other than the voice of God, thank God you're the teacher. You will lead and guide me to all truth. Every day, we should somewhere during the day begin to say, Lord, I thank you, praise God. Hallelujah, I know the voice of the good shepherd. Hallelujah, the voice of a stranger, the voice of the enemy I do not follow. The more you confess that faith cometh by hearing, and hear him by the word of God. And it's obvious, if I give you the first way to really know the voice of God, once I go on and speak it, don't put it up yet, God is going to always speak in line with his word. That's the word of God that's in your lap. That's the word of God at home that you're following. These, that's God's voice. God is going to always speak in line with his word and consistent with his character. So the more you read and study and meditate the word of God, The more you will become sensitive and gain confidence in the voice of God. Because God is not going to say anything other than what's already written in his word. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. This word will profit you. This is the voice of God to you. That's what was written down. The Bible says man should not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that come forth out of the mouth of God. Well, God took every word he spoke and he had it wrote down through the words of prophets. Even though men wrote it, it was God inspired. Holy men of God wrote down as they was inspired by the Holy Spirit. So this is a Holy Spirit book and God is going to speak in line with his word. And if you're going to know the voice of God, you're going to have to spend time in the word of God. It's almost like a book. If I, I, I wrote a book called God's goodness shall be seen in your life. And if you read that book over and over and over, that's my voice. That's what came out of my spirit, and that's the voice of your pastor. God's goodness shall be seen in your life. And if you read that book over and over and over again, someone can read that book and you not even know them, but they start talking out of that book and you're going to say, you know what? You sound like my pastor. You know why? Because you spent time in that book. When you spend time in God's book, the word of God, you're going to know his voice. Hallelujah, praise God. He's going to speak in line with his word and what's consistent with his character. There are a lot of people lying on God. You know, One of the things that really irks me about people is God said, God told me. And then when it's something that I know is inconsistent with God, and people use God to try to bind you, God told me to tell you to sell your house and give me the money. Well, wait a minute. He didn't tell me that. The Bible says my sheep know know my voice. Yeah, but now I was praying and God told me to tell you. No, 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 no. Don't never depend on God told me to tell you. you. You understand what I'm saying? If you read the word of God yourself, you will become sensitive to the voice of God. Anyone you spend time with, I spend time with my wife, I spent time with my son. I've grown, grown up with him. I mean, I've been married to my wife uh, many years now. And I know her voice. And you can turn off all the lights in this place, and it can be room can be full. You can put 200 people in here. And when my wife starts talking, I'm going to know my wife is here. But why? I've spent time with her more than you. I'm sensitive to her voice. The more time you spend in the Word of God, you become sensitive to his voice. Hallelujah. Because God, want, he set my sheep, know my voice. And let me tell you something, God is not holding back his wisdom from anyone. God wants to talk to you about your children. He wants to talk to you about your finances. He wants to talk to you about your job situation. He, the Bible says if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it liberally and upbraid it not. To upbraid, upbraid means to find fault. Your shortcomings won't stop God from giving you his wisdom. God's been speaking, we just haven't been listening. The Bible says, acknowledge him, God, in all your ways. That's the first thing you need to acknowledge. Lord, what would you have me do about this house? What would you have to do about my son and this situation in school? Lord, what would you have to do me about my finances and this, this new, should I do this or should I sell here, should I buy, should I sell? Acknowledge him in all thy ways and the Lord shall direct thy path. So I'm going to go and put up the first simple statement on how to know the voice of God. Number one, God always speaks in line with his word and consistent with his character. He always speaks in line with his word. You're not going to, you know, people, you know, these, you know, you're crazy for God told me to, to, to drown my babies in the bathtub. Now, that ain't consistent with the character of God. That may not be in the Word of God, that ain't consistent with this God. The thing came to kill, steal, and to destroy. God told me that he gave me this cancer to teach me something and to make me, wait a minute. No, God don't use sickness and disease to teach. The Holy Spirit is the teacher of the church. That's not consistent with this character. All you got to do is read the Word of God. And the more you read the Word of God, the more you're going to know about the book. This is the voice of God to you. And God is going to always speak in line with this word. Always. That's why I teach the word of God and give you the scripture background and let you know this ain't just Pasadena. it is up here talking. I'll go reference scripture that I'm about to do here in a minute. Why? Because I'm trying to show you this is the word of God. I'm just the vessel he's using. I'm the delivery boy. I'm FedEx. I'm UPS. And I have a message from God, just like they have a, a, a delivery package from you. But it is the word of God. And the more you study the word of God, get CDs, DVDs, the more you pray in the spirit, the more you spend time, the more sensitive you become to his voice. It's just like my wife. I know a voice anywhere. She know my voice. Why? Because of the time we've spent together. Start spending time in the word of God, meditating the word day and night, like what God told Joshua to do in Psalms 1. Meditate. Blessed is the man who meditates in the word day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water who leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he do he shall prosper and in his season he'll bring forth fruit. So God always speaks in line with his word. So when when, when, when you're hearing the voice of God, you're going to be able to witness with the word of God. His voice is going to witness with his word. God and his word are one. He don't say one thing and do another. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God, and the word is God. Look at uh, Psalms 119, verse 133, and then we're going to look at verse 105. Look at verse Psalms 119. Order my steps in thy word. Order is a military term. In other words, God is not going to give you order or tell you to do anything that's not in the word. Order my steps in the word. Why do we pay tithes? Because God says bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. You understand what I'm saying? Why do I love my enemies? Because God says love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. In other words, when I read something in the word, I'm going to follow his orders. They're going to come from the word of God. And they're going to be consistent with his character. And notice he said let not iniquity have dominion over thee. It keeps the sin out. It keeps the voice of the stranger out. The order, anything that you hear is going to come out of the word of God. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Well, he just ain't telling you to do something that's not in the word of God. God is not going to tell you to do anything that's not in the word of God. He says, forsake not the assemble yourselves together one with another. Of course, we have a pandemic now, but I'm trying to show you that's why we come to church. God says, husband, love your wives even as Christ loved the church. So men, we have an order from God. Yeah, well, just I just think you need to just sometimes just slap your wife because, you know, the letter. No, that ain't in the word. That ain't coming from God. So if you've been abused by a husband or vice versa or by a woman, that's doing so, it's going to be in the word of God. God tells us how to love our wife. He tells the men how to treat the children. Men, he says, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger. In other words, don't correct them when you're angry. There's an order. Everything that we need to know is in the word of God about our family, about our finances, about our home, about our marriage, about our job, about our business, praise God. And if you will begin to read the word of God, you will find that you'll get orders. You'll hear God speak in line with his word. And you become sensitive to his voice. Amen? And he said, let not sin have dominion over me. Now another, right in Psalm 119, look at verse 105. Another witness. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. Which way should I go? Should I go here? Well, the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. The Bible says that to be not unequal to yoked together with unbelievers. And if there's folks, you're on your job and folks cussing over here and, and they're disrespecting the Lord, take the name in vain, then that word become a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. It'll guide you. It'll direct you. It'll show you your way. Well, how am I going to, you know, one of the things that a lot of people have a problem with is is vision. I I don't see how I'm going to ever get out of debt. I don't see how God's going to ever save my son. I don't see how we're going to ever be able to pay for this house. I know because you're not in the word. The word will become a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. It'll show you your way out of debt. It'll show you your way out of bondage there's no such thing as being adopted. the entrance of that word will begin to bring light so this is how God directs us this is how God is going to speak He's going, you're going to get orders out of the word of God when we was building this church I heard direct orders from God he said I want you to build it for television he said build it for the next millennium I want you to get television lights I want you to build it for television camera because television will be a part of the ministry I'm calling you to so I got my orders from the Lord. Now, that's another thing that we need to understand. Understand that sometimes we have different orders. If you're in the military, everyone is not uh, going to do their tour of duty in Iraq. You may be told to go to Afghanistan. You got to follow your orders. Jesus' mother said, whatsoever he told you to do, do it. And I found out that we will follow the general rules of God's word then the specific areas in our life will become sensitive to that. You understand what I'm saying? You got to know what God is saying to you. There are a lot of men that's on television because they're trying to do it, and God didn't even tell them to go on television. Then when they begin to fail, the television ministers begin to fail. Lord, why don't you support the ministry? He never told them to go on television. See, if, if you was in that boat when Jesus came down to save his disciples, The Bible says it was early in the morning, about 3 a.m., and there was a, he came walking on the water, and the Bible says that many of them thought he was a spirit. And he said, be of good cheer as I. And Peter said, if it be thou bid me to come. Then he said to Peter, come. He didn't say that to Matthew, Bartholomew. He didn't say that to John. You got to know what he's saying to you. So Peter got out of the boat, and begin to walk on the water while he received an order from God. You got to know what God is telling you. God told me to build a church. He may not tell you to do that, He may not tell you to go on television. So, if you will obey the general written word of God, the law, that specific area, you'll begin to hear your orders. Hallelujah. Where to go, what to do. And you'll begin to get confident. In the voice of God, hallelujah, you don't have to depend on necessarily of the people to tell me God told me to tell you. So two ways that we found out here that God always speaks in line with his word and what is consistent with his character. So you know when you hear something crazy that produced fear and then and, and something told me that, you know, I, I was going to have a car wreck and then and, and I was going to be attending. I saw myself and I heard a voice say, you, gonna, you was in a casket in, 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 in the church. Well, we know that ain't God. That ain't consistent with His character. God is not giving us a spirit of fear. God is never going to tell you anything that's going to produce fear. The enemy can, And so we can begin to know these things. That's what, in other words, the more you read the word of God, the more, time, the more clarity you will begin to have in hearing the voice of God. Hallelujah. I mean, it, it's simple, it ain't deep. The Bible is so, so simple, you need help to misunderstand it. And we've had abundance of help. We've had a lot of people lie on God. That's why you'll know. That's why he said, the voice of a stranger, he'll not follow. There are a lot of strangers out here. There are people I don't know. And they give me directions and say, I don't know you. No, I'm not going to follow that voice. I don't know you. I ain't spending time with you. But I do know the voice of God. And I know in his counsel there is safety. Now, let's look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 14. Go a couple of chapters over from 10 to 14. 10, 11, 12, 13. Guess what? 14. Boom. We're there. Ready to go. Let's look at chapter 14. That's St. John's 14. Look at verse 25 and 26. We're talking about how to know the voice of God. There are a lot of people saying stuff that ain't in the word of God. A lot of stuff, you know, God did this and God put sickness on. No, that ain't in the word of God. There are a lot of people. There are a lot of voices, but thank God. We need to read the word of God because he said, my sheep know my voice and I know the voice of God. How do you think I get these messages, praise God? All year long and year after year, knowing the voice of God, spending time with him. St. John 14, verse 25 and 26. Verse 25 says this. These things have I spoken unto you, being present with you. But the comforter, which the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Notice what he said. The comforter who will, who will, the Father will send, talking about the Holy Spirit, will bring all things to your remembrance, what's up I said unto you. He'll teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. So we got the Holy Spirit as our God. Everything that we read in the word of God, that's why sometimes you think, well, my God, my memory, I can't remember all those messages pastor don't talk. You don't have to. The Holy Ghost is like a master computer. You don't need it now. Things that I've taught over the years, last week did, but sometimes you can be at the bank you can be at home and and something that the Spirit of God had me say, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your memory. It'll be a right word at the right season. Do I have any witness? I know I got some at home. That's what it's all about. Quiet, you've been That's the voice of God. Say, no, 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 don't do this. Stand still and know the salvation, of the Lord. You'll hear God says, Hold your peace. I'll fight you back. You'll hear things that's been taught. And it may be something like that. You thought in your natural mind. That, and, you know, you've forgotten, but thank God for the Holy Ghost. He's a master computer. When you're standing there talking to your insurance man or talking to, to, to the banker, or something, the wisdom of God will come up. And he said, the Holy Spirit bring everything that I've said to you to your remember. But now you gotta study what he said. You can't not read the word of God, expect the Holy Ghost to bring. How are you gonna remember something you never studied? I heard one, one lady. Uh, a guy called me and he, you know, he was getting his license renewed. He got old and he said, Oh my God, this time I, I got to go back and take the written test over again because I had a ticket. And I said, Okay. He said, I want you to agree with me that I'm going to pass the test. I said, Well, have you studied the, the license book? He said, oh, No, I ain't read the book, but just agree with me. Well, Lord have mercy on him. You, you need to read the book. How the Holy Ghost gonna bring the book to your remembrance? And, and I, understand, I want you to understand the Holy Ghost is not just limited to the Bible. Anything, any information you get, he can help you with, with graduate from school. He can help you get your degree. But if you don't read the book, the science book, how you gonna bring something to your remembrance that you never even put in there? So the Holy Spirit will bring all things. When I'm up here teaching... This stuff everything I got this little sheet of paper where's all this coming from that's the Holy Ghost I'm hearing the voice of God and as I hear what God is saying to my spirit I'm speaking to your spirit but it's the Holy Ghost is doing the teaching this morning he's doing the teaching he knows what you need to hear he knows what your family uh, what your son your daughter needs to hear and if you'll begin to spend time with him, he'll bring on, don't let the devil tell you, you ain't get nothing. Y'all just come to church, you're just as dumb as a wet fish. That, no, no I'm not. I just don't need it now. It's just like those that did when mama used to can food and have us peeling peas and snapping peas and oh, man, my thumb be so sore from Man, them, them the peas all summer long, she bring bushes of them things. And your thumb gets sore and then you have to shuck corn and get all the corn. But boy, let me tell you something. When the snow came and it was wintertime and we had them filled them black-eyed peas with that coin, hallelujah, what's happening? It was stored in one of them atlas. We canned food. And the Holy Ghost is canning stuff right now. Hallelujah. And when you get out there, when you least expect it, the wisdom of God will come up. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's why it's so important to be filled with the Spirit. Look at this from the Amplified Bible. We're telling about how to know the voice of God. He said, "I told you these things while I'm still with you." He said, "But the Comforter, the Counselor, the Helper, your Intercessor, your Advocate, meaning attorney, attorney at law, the Strengthener, your Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place. I'm going away, but let me tell you, it's more expedient that I go away. You're going to be limited." Because you can't hear everything I want to say. But he's going to send him in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. And he will teach you all things. Hallelujah. He'll help you understand the word of God. When you read the word, he'll teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall. Will remind you and bring to your remembrance everything that I told you in my word. Everything that God has spoken in his word. He said the Holy Ghost. Got it all recorded. He's right here. No man knows the things of the spirit of man except the spirit of man in him. Likewise, no man knows the things of the spirit of God except the spirit of God. The spirit of God was there in the very beginning. Let us make man. He's walked with God. He's taught with God. He's the one to help write write down all of this. And thank God that Holy Spirit is in you. And when you spend time in the word of God, the Holy Ghost, you'll hear him talking. Bring to your remembrance. You can know the voice of God. He's going to speak in line with God's word. Do I have any witnesses? Have you ever been somewhere in a situation? And the voice of God came. It was the word of God. It was the Holy Spirit. Bring it, and y'all remember something that you were not even conscious of. But thank God you got a master computer. And so thank God for the Holy Ghost. That's my next statement. Then then, then, um, God speaks by the Holy Spirit who recalls. We're talking about how to know the voice of God. Who recalls or reminds us of the spoken word of God. That's why I'm such an effective teacher. I don't have to depend on my own intellect. Thank God I study, I meditate, I prepare myself for these messages, but thank God the Holy Ghost can go, can go beyond my own intellect and pick up something that's not on paper that someone streaming at home or in a prison or in the rest home need to hear or someone here live. He can bring it to my remembrance. He's smarter and notice he will teach us all things. Did you read all of those adjectives describing what he'll do? Your advocate. Your helper, stand by, strengthener, comforter, counselor at law. My God, he's on your side, brother. He wants to give you the advantage. And the more you read the word of God, the Holy Ghost is going to speak in line with this word. He's going to bring to you remembrance remember everything. And that's why I don't have to get up here and try to think, oh, what am I going to say? What? Oh, man, am I going to have enough time to say it? Because the Holy Ghost knows everything about God. And he is subject to dip down into my spirit and make demand on anything God has said to me in 45 years of ministry. Stuff that my natural mind forgot about. But the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, knows it all. And that's why it's so important to be filled with the spirit. And if you're not filled with the spirit, all you got to do is ask him. How much more shall the Holy Ghost Give to a son or daughter, that him. You ain't got to go through a whole bunch of shaking and quaking and, and tearing at the altar just, and he'll come into your life. He you said, but I didn't speak in tongues. That's just one of the signs. That's your choice. You can speak in tongues, but the Bible says you shall receive power. Just receive the power of the Holy Ghost. I came out of a Baptist church. I didn't know nothing about praying in the spirit either, but I received power. Later on, I'm beginning to hear these supernatural words down in me. He that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto men but under God. And I begin to speak them out by faith. And I begin to develop a prayer language. That was the wisdom of God flowing out of me. The Bible says all treasures of wisdom and knowledge is hid in Christ. And Christ is right here. And when you pray in the Spirit, it tap, it's like a bucket. You dip down to that wisdom. It begins to flood your mind. That's where most of my messages have come from over the years. That's why I sing, how can pastor go year after year, Sunday after Sunday? It ain't me, it's the Holy Ghost. I've learned to depend on the voice of God what I hear. He speaks in my spirit and I speak to you. And most of the time, it's the right word in the right season. And your confidence begins to grow. You know what? I can hear God for myself. Hallelujah. I don't have to necessarily have a prophet the prophet has his place I call a 100 bless me line you know we don't know we ain't sure you're always trying to call somebody line 100 trying to get a, 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 a prayer cloth and, and trying to get some holy water somebody on telecom you ain't sure yourself let me let me bring myself in the I don't need your holy water. I know what God is saying keep your bother I'm not disrespecting your bother I don't need your rag. You make sure you send $20 and you know this rag can do anything. It's a cloth. One lady put it under the pillow and the husband got saved. Another lady her toilet was stopped up and she, put the, she poured the holy water and it's un, it was like drain over there. You know and then you, you, get, you get further and further away from the word. Confidence in the word. Trying to hear the voice of God through other people and all the time you got the one that knew everything about God right on the inside of you. Amen. God speaks by the Holy Spirit who will recall, remind us of his word. We're talking about how to know the voice of God. Proverbs 20, 27. The spirit of man. How many of you know man is spirit, soul, and body? How many of you know God is a spirit? And the Bible says, and the spirit is the part of us that God talked to. He don't talk to your head. He talked to your spirit. Are you listening to me? Your mind, your soul, and then we're body. We're triune beings. Well, when you were born again, your spirit was recreated in the likeness of God. In other words, on the inside, your spirit looked just like God. Yeah, I know. You've been looking in that mirror. That ain't the real you. That's the body. That's the house you live in. Spirit gonna live on forever. It's been born again. When the body begins to decay, the spirit will live on. If it's born again, it will live on eternally with God the Father and go to heaven. If you haven't made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, and hear me, if you're streaming, then your spirit is going to spend eternity with departed spirits. Because when the body deceased, you're going to have to yield yourself. To your Lord. And if you ever made Jesus Christ Lord of your life. He's not Lord over your spirit. So that's why you need to make a choice. While you're in this body. You don't die and then decide. Do I want the Lord or not? No you make a choice. That's why, that's why I'm preaching to you now. Choose ye this day. But it's your spirit. That will live on forever. And the Bible says the spirit of man. That factor in the human personality which proceeds immediately from God. That's the part of you. God is a spirit that connects with God. And the Bible says that part of you that proceeds immediately from God is the lamp of the Lord searching all inner parts of the, of the, searching all his inner part or your inner being. God speaks here. The voice of God is here in your heart, in your spirit. And you'll hear God say, walk in love. You'll hear God say, forgive. You'll begin to get sensitive. It'll be something. It'll be one or more scriptures that whatever he's telling you, that's how God contacts and communicates with you and I. That's why when you get over in your mind, which is your soul, what Satan has access to, that's why me, so many people is confused. Because a lot of times the devil gets in there and say, no, you need to do this. Yeah, he's talking to your mind. But God speaks to your spirit. That's the part of you that's born again. That's where the Holy Spirit resides, right in here. Amen. And you can know the voice of God. You can know the voice of God. All you got to do is ask yourself, well, wait a minute, God, is that in the word? Is that in the word of God? And then you say, well, what about natural things, Pastor Dick? Well, you know what? I didn't even, I wasn't going to put this in my teaching, but, you know, should I sell my house? Or should I not sell it? Should I switch jobs? I've been thinking about changing career. What about things that's not in the written word of God? How will I know that? Well, first of all, there is a scripture, and this is not in my teaching, but if they suddenly happen to find it because I'm going to do this by faith, I think it's uh, Ephes- I'm, excuse me, Colossians 3, 15. I think it says, and let the peace of God that pass all understanding, let that peace rule in your heart. The amplifier says let it act as an umpire. God leads us by peace. A lot of times it won't be stressed out in work whether you should buy a a car or, or sell the house, but you'll have peace. You're, and God will speak it right here. You say, well, I don't know. Should, should, I, should I get married or not get married? I I, well, first of all, how long you been dating a guy? Six days. You don't need to get married. You need to see the good, bad, and ugly. Well, <laughs> come on. I just don't have peace. Well, yeah, no, after six days, you ain't going to have no peace. I don't believe in that love at first sight. Sometimes that love at first fright can be there. You, you're following your soul. It was lust and you had a vibe then. And later on, you find out you married the devil, you know. And, and so she said, well, how can I know? Well, the scripture says in Psalm forty-six, ten: be still and know that I'm God. So if you got a question, what is God, then that means don't do nothing. I ain't going to marry you. I'm not going to sell out until I know it's God. I'm not going to buy that house. I'm not, well, somebody's going to come and get it. Another couple, and you know, and they, they, they right behind you. If you don't put down the down payment, well, you ain't going to rush me into nothing. I don't know, so I ain't going to do nothing. Because what God has for me, the witness of peace will be there. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And I'll have peace about that. So I'm trying to show you even beyond the written word of God, you can know the voice of God because God is not the author of confusion but of peace. And he'll tell you what company to go with. He'll tell you what insurance to go with. He'll tell you who to do business with and who not to. It'll be a peace there. And if you don't know, don't do nothing. Don't be trying something. I ain't really sure... But I heard a man, a guy preach a message and when you don't know what to do, do it. No, that's stupid. When you don't know what to do, don't do nothing. What you mean do it? And that's where a lot of people gotten into trouble. They didn't have the voice of God. They didn't get still, but if you'll get in the word of God, God will lead you, and guide you with this peace and other thought. It will settle all questions that arise in your mind. So how's God gonna to speak to your spirit? This is the information, center. The spirit of man is the canvas, the lighthouse. This is where I get information. This is where I know the man each week, what the priest, what not the priest. I'm gonna be starting a series, hopefully next week. And I, and I already know it's gonna go into, into weeks. Why? Because I'm hearing it in my spirit, I'm hearing God. I know he directs That word is a lamp unto my feet, a light a and, and a path unto my, I know which way to go. Hallelujah, and you will too. Now, let's look at Hebrews chapter 3. So we're talking about how to know the voice of God. Not I, something told me. What do you mean something told you? Something, what was it? I, I can't base my life on something. Something told me. What? Was it them greens you ate? I mean, I don't know. Something. Huh? Or something. Or, or, or they, they, you know, they say, who is they? You know, they say, if you take moss and mix it with molasses, it'll cure cold. And they dead. Did God tell you to do that? You gotta watch these voices. Somebody say, you know, as the preachers get up, I heard somebody say, ha, <laughs> Oh, before you pray did God say that you know God sometimes break your leg just to prove that he can heal it huh? what that word scripture verse please see you need to watch for somebody said and I heard and they tell me they who oh, who you been listening to I'm gonna tell you the same thing God told Adam. He said, I, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. God says, Who told you you were naked? Where you get who, who you been talking to? Where you get that information from? Yeah, have you been talking to the devil? Have you eaten up the tree? A lot of times we're getting misinformation and there's so much misinformation coming through television, newspaper, radio right now. It is unbelievable. That's why you need to know the voice of God. You got a lot of people saying God told me. God, God. They use God to try to bind you and justify what they want to do and they put God on there. But you got to look at what they do. Did it bring confusion? Did it bring division? Did, that ain't God. God ain't gone for that. God, that couldn't have been God. Look at the results of that. And then what? Well, and I'm talking about Christians. We're seeing a lot of it. In the media right now. God. A lot of prophets prophesied. God. Well, you were wrong. God didn't have. Did. Now they're trying to back up and say, well, really? No, 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 no. Quit using God's name to try to bind people. That's why it's important for you to know what God is saying for you. That's why I'm teaching this to a members here and at home. You can know the voice of God. My sheep know my voice. And if you can't give me two or more scriptures from the Old and New Testament, not just one you pull out of the cherry pick one and trying to condemn and bring a point, can you balance that scripture out? Can you rightly divide it? Then I'm not going for what God told you. Because it don't weigh out in his word. Okay, let's go to Hebrews. I want every member of our life to begin to develop confidence and the ability to hear God for themselves. You're not going to get there until you start spending time with the word. And thank God the Holy Ghost will begin to bring to your remembrance by the voice of God. This is a very unique scripture, Hebrews chapter uh, three, verse 15 and 16. Here it says, uh, I find this kind of very, very unique. It says, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, Heart not your hearts as in the provocation. He was talking about in the wilderness where where God was trying to tell them, bring them from from out of the wilderness into a land that was more than enough. But they murmured, they complained. Look look at verse sixteen. For some of them, when they heard heard who they heard God, they provoked. Howbeit, not all came out of Egypt by Moses. A lot of them died in the wilderness. Was it because that was God's will? No, it wasn't that. It, notice it didn't say if you. If you, if God will speak, hear his voice. He said, No, God is speaking. He said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. God is speaking. The reason you're not hearing is because you've hardened your heart. Jesus talked about that with the scribes and Pharisees. He said, Your ears are dull here, and you got axe, wax in your ears because you've hardened your heart. A hardened heart will not hear. A hardened heart is someone that already made up their mind what they want to do. And a lot of times, that's why people don't want counsel. They don't even want to come to church like this because they're, they're afraid they're going to hear the voice of God, the truth. And people that are not committed to the truth, they harden their heart. They're mad at someone. They've made it their mind. I ain't like Pastor Castle. I'm going to marry so-and-so anyway. I don't care if he is a drug addict. He's a good drug addict. He treat me nice. So I'm going to go to a pastor. Who, and then later on, they, yeah, he started off treating you nice. Now he's prostituting you. And and, and it wasn't that God wasn't speaking, it was the hardened heart. God is always speaking. He's always trying to get us wisdom about our children, our parents, I mean, our children, our family, our our finances, your marriage. But a hardened heart, you remember what Jesus said a hardened heart would do? When he said that's the reason, he said divorce wasn't God's original plan. Not that you gotta be condemned. He said, Moses, in the commandments, gave us a writing of divorcement. Jesus said, from the beginning was not so. He said, Moses did that because the hardness of your heart, the insensitivity of your heart. There are a lot of people who don't want to hear God. They don't want to hear me. There are people I used to counsel who already made up their mind what they want to hear. And the minute you say something they don't like, well, Pastor, you know what? Uh, My season here is up. And they go and have a destructive like God is always speaking. And I'm going to show you one of the ways he speaks is through a pastor. That's why God gave you a shepherd to watch for your soul. Not that you can't hear God. God realized that you need a shepherd. Moses was trying to tell them how to come out of the wilderness. But they complained and murmured at Moses and many of them died. And so it's not that God is not speaking. He said, if you will hear his voice today. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. God knows how this is going to affect your children. And so God will speak to you today about something that's going to happen tomorrow and try to get you to change the trajectory of your life. You need to do this today. Say, say you're sorry today. Go make that deposit today. Go visit so-and-so in the hospital today. He knows they're going to die this week. And he's trying to use you today to minister salvation because it's going to be too late when you get time. And it's important that we be able to hear the voice of God. Just think about Abraham. If he couldn't hear the voice of God. God said, take a knife. Slay your son. Just think if he, if he ate too many pinto beans and cabbage or something, and he thought God was saying that. Many times someone's life is dependent on it. That's why I spend time studying the word of God, because I could be saying something right now, Someone screaming to someone here, that is life-changing information. And God is trying to say today, not tomorrow. Today, make a decision. And it'll change your circumstance tomorrow. Oh, shut up. put this up in Amplified. Same two scriptures, I think I put up in Amplified. He said, while it is still called today, notice that because sometimes we put our, we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. While it is still called today, if you would hear his voice, not, not if you hear him speak, he's speaking. Question is, are you in a position to hear He says, when you hear it, do not harden your heart as in rebellion in the desert when the people provoked and irritated and embittered God against them. For they, for whom whom were they who heard, and yet they rebelled and provoked him as it was not all those that came out of Egypt that by most God was trying to lead them and many times God is trying to lead you in the, in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Put up my statement right here and keep moving them on. God is constantly speaking. Notice it didn't say if, if God will speak. He said if you hear his voice. He's constantly talking to you about finances, home, children, marriage, family. Talking to you about your own life. Amen. Do this. Let that go. Cut this person loose. He says, "God, God is constantly speaking, but are you tuned in, listening?" In other words, God is transmitting. And 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 if you turned on your television, I, I especially. You know, you didn't have cable or spectrum or even the satellite. You have bad weather, it may be happening right now. And then and then you 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 you, you turn on you, you you turn on your TV and it's channel two, channel eight, or a channel that you know, and all of a sudden you just zzz, nothing is there. Well you don't call channel two CBS, you don't call ABC and go, Hey, y'all y'all TV station is broke, it's busted. No, ain't that wrong with the transmitter. Come on, somebody. Where am I headed? Something is wrong with your receiver. Something is blocking your signal. It could be the clouds. It could be the rain. It could be bad weather. It could be a misconnection. It could be all of these troubleshooting things, but they transmitting trust me cbs that station still got a tower they still putting out something and that's like god god is always speaking we get so busy we allow other things to cloud our heart we harden our heart and don't protect our heart we can't hear what he's saying because the cares of this world and other things of love will choke the word. There's nothing wrong with the transmitter. God is always speaking and he speaks in advance. God was speaking when they attacked 9-11. He was telling them to don't go to work that day. Some of them heard it, but some of them were so busy making the money they didn't hear it. It's never God not speaking. It's are you tuned in to God? There's all types of stations on TV. There's Word Channel. There's the, the, the you know, uh, 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 TBN. There's all types of Christians that preach the Word. But then there's, there's, there's Playboy. There's there's stars. There's already stuff. What are you tuned into? It ain't that God. Well, well, you on the wrong channel. And some of us been tuned into our flesh. That's why I said today, God will give you a rhema word today. To help you avoid something next week or this month, he'll tell you something about your job today because he knows they got some plan, uh, you know, through your boss man and supervisor uh, next week. And if you'll get his wisdom, he's always trying as a father, help you and I avoid tragedy, save us time and money. But when you harden your heart, and I'm going to tell you something about it, God will speak so much and when people don't talk about this much, well, I'm going to bring it up, God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. Especially when this area is sinning. You just decide, I'm going to care what this good, I'm going to do it anyhow. Then he will turn you over. In other words, a mind void of judgment and that's dangerous. Because when you're doing something wrong, there'll be, con- there, there'll be conviction there. We you keep on doing the conviction there. The more you do it, less conviction, less conviction. Then you can get to the place where God says, okay, I'll tell you what, there ain't no conviction at no. all. And that's a dangerous place to be. And so they wanted to murmur and complain. They blamed Moses, and God says, you know what? Leave them alone. And they all died in the wilderness. Only two went in, Caleb and Joshua. But God was speaking to everybody. So God is constantly speaking. Are you tuned in? How much time are you spending in the Word of God? Because God is transmitting, ain't nothing wrong with the transmitter. There's always something wrong in receiving it. We'd allow strife or unforgiveness or fear. Something has gotten in our heart and hardened it and made our ears dull of here. It's never God. That's why some of us need to fast because fasting will put the voice of your flesh down and it'll open up the voice. Fasting ain't trying to get God, to do. it's tuning in to God. I'm going to turn off the television. I'm going to read the books and I'm going to just give God some time. You can fast more than food. You can fast the TV. You can fast the newspaper. You can put down anything that you're spending time with that's taking away from time from God. You can fast it because I want to get clear on the voice of God. Scripture, St. John 16, 15. Everything. God, the Father, ain't holding back none of his wisdom. He know about your kids, your, your home, your marriage, your car, your family. He said everything, Jesus said, that the father has is mine. And that's what I meant when I said that he, the spirit, will take the things that are mine, everything God has said, and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. God says, I'll tell you everything that I know about your kid, which is everything. I know about how to get a raise on that job. I know about the that boss man. I know what's going to happen in the future. I'm not holding back nothing. But guess what? He's a gentleman. If you don't acknowledge him, if you don't spend time anywhere, God is speaking, notice He said, I will de- not, I'll declare it, disclose it, in other words, bring it to and transmit it to you. God is not holding back anything. If any man, any woman lack wisdom, let him ask of God, even if it's a sinner, if a sinner begin to seek the wisdom of God, first thing you're going to do is lead them to salvation scriptures. And so it's not then God is not speaking or transmitting. It's what are we tuned into? That's all the enemy. Right now, the church has become distracted. I don't have to tell you what's going on. There's still misembrement, there's still lies, there's still division, there's still this and that. And the, the church has become distracted. And that's all the enemy wants. Because I don't care if they are Christians, if they can't hear God's voice, then, then they've been disconnected from the general. When you in army, anybody been in the army, know if you're out there fighting on the front line and you got the guy with the radio, he's in contact with, with the guy with the heavy artillery back here. And if you got an enemy coming in from the left, he going that radio, hey, 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 we got the, 30, the 34 degree to the left. Bring in the heavy guns. But the minute you get disconnected, that radio... That transmission from the people who can see the bitch screen no different than, than the guy at the, at the, at the airport who, who are running, who are running the, 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 the towers, the planes. Well, you know what, what I'm saying? What are they called? Traffic control. They can see the storms. They can see hurricanes. They can see other planes. You can't see. God can see it all. Your enemies, who's for you, who's against you. He's transmitting. But when you get so busy out here in your little plane doing your own thing, I want to fly this way, you've been cut off from, from, from the transmitter. Something's is wrong with the receiver. And when you start getting in the word of God and getting quiet, that's when, praise God, you get that connection. You begin to hear the voice of God. He said, everything I know, I'll disclose it to you. I'll transmit it to you. Praise God. All right. Let me keep going. I got more. I got, I got, I got Let's go to 1 Kings 19. So it's nothing wrong with the transmitter. It's the receiver. We we get busy. We don't spend no time. We get, we get offended. We get mad and we hear the voice of our flesh and all this. And God told me to lead that. God didn't tell you to lead that church. Your flesh told you to lead the church. You was under good teaching, now you're in pride. The devil got you. Out of the will of God, and you got too much pride to admit that you're miserable now. And we throw God's name on it so it'll appear spiritual. You know, we use God as our excuse. God told me to start a church. No, God didn't tell you to start no church. You got mad at your former pastor and thought you can do what he did. Went out with 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 a bunch of rebellious folks. Mm hmm. First Kings 19. I like this scripture too, because this reveals a lot. Look at verse uh, 9 through 13. First Kings 19, verse 9 through 13. And it came, and he came hither, this is talking about Elijah, into a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What dost thou here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts and for the children of Israel. Uh, forsaken that covenant and thrown down that altar and slain the prophets with the sword and I even I I'm the only Christian left and now, and now they seek my life to take it away and he said go forth and stand upon the mountain get out of this cave and before the Lord and behold the Lord passed by and watch this a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break it in pieces, the rocks, before the, before, before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Hmm. And after that, a wind an earthquake, and earthquake. The whole earth started shaking. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. Burned up everything. But the Lord was not in the fire. But after the fire, a still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it. After the fire after the earthquake after and i believe this was written for a reason after the mountains break in pieces three destructive things and god wasn't in any of it a lot of time we're looking for the spectacular to hear god it's kind of like we think when god speaks it's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. You remember the Wizard of Oz? After all that travel, all them flying monkeys, all that stuff, Dorothy That went through. And finally, did the milk, the wicked witch got milk. And he, she, she, gonna get there. And here's the wizard. He ain't nothing but about four feet six inches. And he's on a, he's on a stool. And he's spinning lightning and fire and thunder. I am Almighty All. Oh! And the lion is just shaking, and everything is like. Some people think that's how God is. I am God. Now he said it was a fire. All that he said I wasn't in none of that junk. And that's why when people start talking about hurricanes, tornadoes, 9-11, God was in it. God says, I ain't got nothing to do with that when I speak. I don't have to destroy nothing. You know, God was trying to tell us in the 9-11. That wasn't God, that was the devil. The tornado. You know, insurance companies call them act of God. No, they're acts of the devil. Hurricanes, floodings, all of that God says. But then he speaks with a still, small voice. And all that other stuff with deception, and finally, Toto pulled the curtain on the on the on, on the wizard. And that's how the devil is—he wants you to think he's mighty power, and the, and we're pulling the curtain on him because God spoke a still small voice you know the message that i got seven thousand men that haven't bowed their knee to the image of God. in other words you ain't by your god will speak to you he'll give you wisdom and he's not in destruction he's not in this COVID 19 he didn't bring he's using it because he's shaking up churches he's shaking up politics he's shaking up buildings he's shaking up the sports world it's making people realize we need god he's not the author of it But he will use it to talk. But he speaks in a still, small voice right here. And I believe the reason the Holy Spirit had all that other stuff written, because, you know, I hear people, maybe God trying to tell you something, like God is illiterate. God can talk. He invented language. All of it. Japanese, Chinese, Portuguese, Spanish. You know, maybe God, you know, God is trying to tell you something. Well, what happened? You know, it was a car wreck. God, you know, God don't use car wrecks to talk. God don't use tornadoes and earthquakes to talk. God don't use 9-11s. He was speaking in a still, small voice by his word. You just need to get still to hear him. If you'll start spending time in 2021 with God, the voice of God, the clarity of God will begin to come so clear. And your confidence and your faith will grow because now you got confidence in the voice of God. With all that other stuff and destruction and all that stuff that happened at the Capitol and all, the God ain't in that. Murder? Destruction of property? And you're going to go in there and I saw a Jesus sign? Don't put Jesus' name in none of it. Well, God told us to come. You're alive, and the truth is not in you. God is not a destroyer. The they came to kill, still, and to destroy. And so people are using God to justify their mess. And that's why you need to read the word of God so you know what is God and what is not God. Not called Pastor Dick. Say it because the Holy Ghost right here gave witness to your spirit with truth on the inside of you. That still small voice. So then God speaks with a still small voice not with destructive acts of violence (laughs) god trying to straighten out the kid no god ain't don't uh -uh, that ain't god up there i'm not i'm not gonna don't worry about it i ain't going into politics you believe what you want i'm not here to get you try to make you believe nothing i think people smart enough to look at fruit and know what is god and what not is God. Now, if they harden their heart, they're going to make excuses. Well, God did tell me that and God told me. Well, that's just someone with a hardened heart. and, heart. and yeah, I can't do nothing about it, but I'm smart enough to teach the word and understand Jesus, you know, a tree buys fruit. And just because someone is using the name of Christianity and Christian flag, but the fruit don't line up, that ain't God. There's destruction in that. God had nothing to do with what happened on January 6th. Nothing. I don't care who you're talking about. we No, that was not God. He wasn't in it. Still, small voice told them don't do it, but they didn't want to hear God because people made up their mind what they wanted to do. Now, let's go to Jeremiah. I'm almost done. Chapter 18. And you that at home, you know I love you. No, know I appreciate you. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't care what you do. You know what? I'm, I'm a truth teller. And you don't even have to agree with me. But that's between you and God. One day we're going to stand before. And you're going to come in all your excuses. And I'm going to cover all my scriptures. And he's going to say, didn't he teach you all that? That's what I said. Yeah, but they told, they, who told you that? I'm going to hold you responsible for truth. That's why I always go to the scripture because that's where the voice of God is. Jeremiah 18. Anybody getting anything here at home? Around the world? Jeremiah 18. We're talking about how to know the voice of God. Look at verse 1 through 6. I'll just read it. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He's at a depressed time in his life going through a lot of things, saying, arise, go to where? The Potter's House. Now, I understand in a worldwide epidemic that did the church, the physical place is the Potter's House. So you ain't got to feel con- condemned. That's why before I started, you started streaming, I told you, you're going to have to make your altar at home. Because many of us, because of laws and limitations and safety reasons, our kids, we can't come physically to the Potter's house, but notice here is the key. He said, "Go down to the Potter's house, and what there I will cause you to hear my word." That's why even if you ain't physically here, make your living room, make this is all. When you start streaming, say, "Shut up! Get all the kids. Let's get around because this—that's your Potter's house for now." And there he said, "There I will cause you to hear my word." There are certain things you can't hear no other place except in God's presence. And he went down to the potter's house and behold, he brought a work on the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. And he made another vessel, took the same messed up stuff Sometimes our lives, seem no direction. Why ain't this working? Why ain't my marriage, home, finance? Why is he trying to, you know, get this house or sell the house? Why ain't it working? Well, you need to go to the potter's house. You need to get quiet. There, God says, I'll speak. He made another vessel that seemed good to the potter to make. And the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, can I, I do with you as the potter, as this potter said the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And God is saying, there's nothing in your life I can't fix. Ain't nothing in your life broken that can't be fixed. But you need, you need a word from God. And, and, and what, really what he's saying, that the potter's house, go to where your pastor is. Now, like I said, we're in a worldwide pandemic. I understand everybody can't physically come and sit here, but you need to get some reverence at home and tell the kids to sit down and and say, look, until I can physically get back in church, this living room will be our altar, right around this computer. This is the potter's house. This is where God is going to fix stuff in our life. Because our matter God is teaching. That's what it was. It wasn't so much the Paders' house, the building as if the, the God ordained pastor. Matter of fact, put this statement up. I got it close. One basic way God speaks is through the local assembly under God's ordained pastors. Because everybody has God have ordained. There's a lot of harlots out here. There are a lot of people that ain't studying about repairing. You, a partner's house is where you repair. You, your family, your marriage, your home, your When stuff is broken, you go, all that about is that money, man. And so you you better make sure you're sitting on someone God has ordained for your life. Who's watching for your soul and your family and your children. And even if you can't physically come here, say, you know, until we get back, this living room, when we stream at 11, I ain't no mess. Y'all get home, we gonna pray. This gonna be, the, because that's where God gonna speak, because I'm a man of God. He said, there, I will call you to hear my words." That's why a lot of times we can't hear the voice of God, because we're not, we're, uh, we, we are not under God-ordained pastor. Scripture reference, Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you spiritual shepherds Notice he ain't just trusting someone because someone started a church because they got mad at the bishop. He said, I'm going to give you. When Jesus ascended before he did, he gave some. You just don't become a pastor, a prophet, a teacher. He gave some apostles, prophet, teachers, pastor. Jesus said, I ain't going to trust you. God said, in no one hand, if they don't have my heart, I will give you. Shepherds, pastors, after my own heart, in the final time, It's going to feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment. We got all types of voices, but you better be under the voice of the one God gave you. Who is Paul? Who is Apollos? Who is pastors? Except ministers whom the Lord gave to every man. I ain't for everybody. I ain't got no problem with that. But those of them far know it. You ain't got to coerce them and you ain't got to try to, you know, uh, play games with them and manipulate and flatter to keep people in. And and don't don't y'all, you know. So, of course, this is the basic way. You know God has spoken to some of you this morning at home and you streaming, you that are here. Thank God for television. Thank God for all these shows. But the one God gives you is the local assembly, the one he set you under. The place where you submitted and said, I'm submitting my life to my man of God and my woman of God. That's the potter's house for your life. That when you're broken, when you're down and out, when you're hurting, that's the word for the Lord from you. It's going to come through the one who you've submitted your life over, the one watching for your soul. Now, I can't take the place of your personal reading the word. God will speak to you then. But one basic way how he gets us back on track is when you come under the shepherd. Because he's not going to say everything you want to hear. He might say some things that are breaking. Why? He's trying to get you back in line. That's why the shepherd has a a staff. When he see the sheep that's getting out of the path, he take that staff and hook their leg and pull them back. That's what the word of God does. Your rod and staff, it comfort me. But there are some people that want to submit or be under nothing. And so they're hearing all the types of voices. And the church said, we're talking about how to know the voice of God. Let me close with Romans chapter 10. Verse 14, 15, and 17. Romans 10, 14, 15, and 17. I trust y'all guys getting And again, I want to remind you, if you want to come to the Father's house. When we say limited capacity, that don't mean that you got to call and make an appointment. just mean that we are taking safety measures. Everything is safer. The mask, this, physical distance, everything that, that you do and more we do to make sure the church is a safe environment. That's if you choose to. But you do what you're comfortable with. And let's close here with Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10, and we're going to read verse 14, 15, and 17. Romans 10, verse 14, 15, and 17. Here we go. Romans 10, verse 14 says this. It says, how should they call on him whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? Not when, sent. So God sends a preacher. God will send a man. God will send you a Moses. God will say, I'm going to send someone to your area so that you can hear my voice. Now, I don't take the voice of God in your life. I just help confirm the voice of God in your life. Because if you, many times, that's when you find out you've gotten off. Because you hear something corrected. That don't mean that that you depend on me for a voice. It just means that he gives me to speak a word for your life. We just said I'm going to give you shepherds with my own heart. And how should they preach except they be sent as it's written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, excuse me, and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. The message you really need to hear for your life is going to come through the one God gave you, the one sitting to minister to you. You can hear all types of message on TVN, the Word channel, on, 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 on live channel. On all, it's all types of Christian channels that can make you feel good. But the effective message... That's going to be relevant to your life will be from the sent one, the one who God gave you. You can be hearing all he said. How can you hear? Except to be sent. How can a preach except to be sent? Put my statement up as I get ready to close. How can you hear without a preacher? Sent by God, a spiritual covering. That's what it is. How can you hear? So one of the basic ways, God says, you know what? Even when you get off, to keep you fine-tuned, I'm going to give you a shepherd, and he's going to bring to you the word of God. And I'll, I'll just throw in, and we'll go back to this, St. John 13:20, and later on you read Hebrews 13. 7. But look at, look, at, look at Hebrews. Just throw that up, and we'll come back. St. John 13, 20, I want this to be on, on tape. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whom I send, receiveth me. That's what Jesus said, he that receiveth him that sent me. He says, "So if you receive the pastor, you're receiving me. If you reject your man of God, you're rejecting me." I wanted you to see that. I wanted that to get on the regular CD. Now go back. Uh, go back to that statement I just put up, and I'm finishing up with y'all guys at home. How can you hear without a preacher? How can he? Uh, without a preacher sent by God. That's the key. There are people that ain't been sent by God. Some, there are some people that been there. There are highlands out there. there. There are people where you got tares and wheat and the and, and an enemy has sown preachers' places. That's why you need to know who you are under. That's why people are hearing all types of crazy stuff. There are a bunch of, uh, you know, conspiracy theorists out there and all types of bosses. And there are people hearing all types of stuff. God didn't send them. And that's why you're not under the arm of safety. Opinions of people, of groups and, and this part and that. And I heard and somebody told me and I went on YouTube and saw this and I found out on Facebook and I, I tweeted so and all types of voices. But the safety net comes under the one who God says, I sent him specifically for you. And I'm going to give them messages that will directly impact your life. Not all these other voices, not all these other channels. How beautiful are the feet of them that he's talking about your pastor's feet. Not a CD, not another television. He's talking about the one sin, his feet who bring the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things, man. Right in the middle of a pandemic, my pastor brought a word, a ram, and it brought me through. Glory be to God. He, how did he know? I didn't know the Holy Ghost knew. Because I'm the sent one, not the went one. A lot of people just went Oh God, it was God praying missionary. Oh God, send me down. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Where, where you want me to go? Oh God, what you want me to do? He prayed it every night. Oh God, oh God, what you want me to do? Where you want me to go? He was in a Bible college, and his buddy couldn't get no sleep because hey, Oh God, oh God, wait, wait, what you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to do? Where do you want me? And finally, the guy hid outside the room and said, go to Africa. And the guy woke up, whoa! I found God's smoke, told me to go, out. he got over to Africa and mosquitoes bit him half to death, he almost died. He come back, wonder, I don't know what happened. He said, boy, God, did. I told you to go to Africa. God didn't call you, I call you. See, it's all types of bosses. We wonder why we're not having success. Hold on for a minute, hold on for a minute. Um, Put that back up. It was one other scripture I wanted to go over. Hebrews 13, 7. And I'm through. God bless y'all at home. Remember them who have spoken, who have ruled over you. Watch this. Who have spoken to you the word of the Lord. Isn't it amazing that the spirit of God got to tell you to remember? That must mean you forget. We take for granted the teaching over the years soon as I say something you don't agree with or rough on you, you just forget. That's what the enemy wants you to do. But the Holy Ghost is saying, no, you need to go back when you was broke, before you got the car you're driving, before you live in the house, when you was busted and disgusted, when you first came to World Life and you were looking for answers, you appreciated a man of God who brought you a word of God. You need to go back and remember those who spoken to you the word of the Lord, whose faith lifestyle follow. I don't care who's preaching what. Look up their lifestyle right now and the fruit of it. There are a lot of people following people whose faith, lifestyle don't line up. Criminals, corruption, but they said and they believe. I don't care what they believe. I'm following your faith and not your lifestyle. And the minute you start doing something that's not in the word, that ain't the voice of God for me. Consider the end of their conversation man, man alive. So God is reminding us, you need to go back to those over the years when you were hurting, broken, your children were down and out. Words that came from your man of God that saved your life, who was watching for your soul. That's the safety net of the voice of God. So I love y'all guys, I appreciate you. I just wanted to give you some principles. This ain't all the ways, but these are the, some of the basic ways to know God's voice. Take advantage of the YouTube channel. These messages, praise God. Subscribe to our iPod YouTube channel. Take advantage of the website. Take advantage of all of this. I believe these messages are life-changing, praise God.